and Brit. Fred and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. All right, it's the Brad and Brit cast. It's Thursday. That means we try harder. We're like Avis. On <laughs> sure. Thursday, like we try it. harder not to hire murdering running backs as our yeah. spokespeople. Do you know that I actually have? This is one of my my great. Why you never throw anything out? I don't have it. I can't reach and get it for you. But when I did go, and by the way, these are stories that I promise not to tell. <laughs> you promise not to tell. Ooh. Listen, listen wait, wait till you hear how controversial this one is. Um. At the 1969 World Series, Game 3, to which I was a fortunate attendant with my older brother, we skipped school. Who was the American uh, League representative in that World Series? Baltimore. Baltimore. The Baltimore Orioles and the New York Mets. The Miracle Mets of 69. Okay. Yeah, they had this stiff at third base. uh, Somebody named Robinson. I can't remember his first name. I don't know what that guy's name was. Uh, Anyway, one of the things that they gave you as you walked in to the stadium was a seat cushion. It was oh, fantastic. Okay. It was bright red. And it said on one side, Avis. On the bottom side, it said, we try harder. Yeah. So you would sit on, we try harder the whole game. And I'm pretty sure I kept it. I would have to look through the uh, voluminous files that, of course, I've kept through all these years. Pretty interesting, huh? Pretty new- interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you uh, decided to tell us that when you promised not to tell it. Yeah, well, I, some people get hurt very often when I tell these stories. We're, we're making fun of Keith Overman on his podcast. At the end, he has a segment he calls Stories I Promise Not to Tell, which he, he's only got five of them, and they just cycle through. <laughs> and they're always he, about he, him. He reruns them. He reruns them. That's he's got so one fun. that he tells about Bill Maher being a student at Cornell that he's he's told, you know, they recycle them 58 times. And, it's, and he's run the Howard Stern one a, fu- oh, a couple Jesus. times, too. Yeah, I, I really don't think that was Howard Stern. I really have my doubts. At Boston, no, I'd be, I'd, no, I, I, I believe I the stories, but, but they, there's a, if, if you have to start repeating your exclusive stories, a few weeks after, maybe you might want to. All right. Anyway, not about him. It's about us. Here you go. Here's the list. Why the Bud Light boycott worked. Coors Light, not intimidated. Very good. Hey, Don, you want some equal justice for poor schmucks like you? Oh, boy. We got some. Uh, what's the deal with Italian beef? Uh, Obama speaks on the Trump indictments. Okay. If Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas were disc jockeys, they'd be long gone by now. Oh, boy, sure. Uh, The Titanic gets new life through death. A new story. Whoa, it's terrible. Uh, (laughs) But one more. I got one more. It's The Letter, not the song by the box tops. Yes. But it's The Letter. Uh, Do the uh, what's the deal with Italian beef? Season two of uh, the Bear has just dropped on Hulu, and that, that that's told us what it's a lot. About. There we go. You 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 zoomed in here. There we and, go. Uh, this is a uh, piece out of Esquire. This day it and begins this publish. way: If Chicago food is the Apollo Eleven mission, the Italian beef sandwich is Michael Collins, far less famous. He's the guy that stayed up in the thing that went around he didn't land on the moon so chicago food of course is deep dish pizza and the chicago hot dog then you have italian beef if you're an out-of-towner you don't run around say i gotta have some italian beef i'm in chicago but that show that show in and of itself has caused around the country apparently with whatever reach a a show that's got a lot of buzz it's on hulu They just dropped an entire season worth of new shows, I believe, today. Correct, yeah. All of them are up there. They're all all up there, which is interesting because last season, the first season, they didn't do it that way. No, they didn't. Uh, They shoved them them down our throats because they knew the the writer's strike was coming, and they decided to... But if they've got them made, 
Yeah. I don't think the fact that there's a writer's strike would affect how they. Oh, parsing them out? Them no, out. I, I appreciate that. Why have anything that, to do with it? I, I think that I don't know whether, why they decided to drop them all at once because everybody else That's is kind of true. parsing That's out true. stuff. Yeah. Everybody else is, is parsing stuff out. And I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. I like the idea, the old days when they'd be like, all right, here's an entire season of House of Cards. Go crazy. And I would stay up till four o'clock in the morning watching fucking House of Cards because it was that That's good. not good for your health. That's not good for your health. You shouldn't oh, do it. Shut up. You, you're not good for my health. <laughs> All right. So, and I'm not even sure what Italian beef really is. I guess it's this really thin sliced part of the brisket. That they, yeah, and they put some. They, I think they put some jardiniere. That's when they drag it through the garden, and then it's all juicy. They put a shit ton of that yeah. au jus all over it, and it's just messy and it's tangy and rich and delicious. All right, so uh, you you are going to just flatten me for even being remotely this stupid. But what is the real difference between Chicago Italian beef and Philly cheesesteak? Oh, stop. You can't be. You can't be. Serious. It's all. It's all drippy. No, it's no. all. What? I don't. I don't think they would ever in a million years think of using whiz in fucking Chicago. That would be like awful. And whiz is and accepted to some Philadelphians uh, part of that sandwich. Plus, they they do the thing where they you know they chop the thing up on the grill, and then the, the jardiniere makes it completely different. It's not just peppers and, and onions, and then it's the au jus that makes it all tangy and. They, uh, the, it's just a mess of a sandwich. They don't they don't dip the thing in au jus up at Geno's and Pat's. By the way, you ever been to Geno's and Pat's? No. Go to Pat's. Geno's looks like Myrtle Beach threw up. I see. Uh, apparently, this originated a hundred years ago or so when immigrants moved to Chicago, of course, and they would have these gigantic weddings, and they had to figure out a way to feed a lot of people without spending a ton of money. So with just 15 pounds of cheap beef, <laughs> you could feed 50 people by slicing it the way they did. I guess that's the answer. I don't that's think good. they use, I don't think they use sirloin either. I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I've that's made the point. it. That's the point. You I don't made it. Use well, they use, they use sirloin for pats. I mean, they use the, yeah. it's shaved very thin. Yeah. Uh, I've made it in the crock pot before, which I'm sure I broke all the rules, but you get the jardinier, you dump it in there. You get like a, packet of the ranch seasoning and you did it put that stuff in there and then you uh you let it go to town for a while and then you make it a, a juicy messy ass sandwich to me in terms of the big three of chicago food deep dish pizza the chicago hot dog and this this is the best of the three this is the king of the three mm. to me i i go for the hot dog pizza second and this oh how dare you yeah uh all right, <laughs> you 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 picked the one I wanted to talk about. Well, By the way, it's a great it's a great show. I hope the the season's as good as isn't Bob Odenkirk going to be? Uh, I've heard. Part of the yes, Bob Odenkirk, who's uh, you know, I think I hear his career's doing okay now. So good for him. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he, he turns down probably more work than anybody. Oh, uh, Jesus, you can imagine. All right, here you go. Um, let's do the the Bud Light boycott. All right why it worked yeah and we have a corollary to it that includes coors light we should probably start with that because uh that's i, I did not see this one coming there is the denver pride parade this weekend and where is coors beer traditionally located golden it's colorado Western, it's, it's golden collar it's a colorado thing so of course They've caved in and pulled all of their support of this parade because they oh. saw what happened to Bud Light. Guess what? Not true. You ready? They are standing firm right. as the title sponsor of the Denver Pride Parade. They can't boycott every beer. Good for them. Good for them. This is the uh, largest to date pride parade across the country 15,000 people will be marching 100,000 people expected to watch and 50 million to boycott <laughs> none of the major sponsors see there's strength in numbers here none of the other major sponsors including 
Target, Nissan, U.S. Bank, Absolute Vodka, Visa, and Wells Fargo are sweating and pulling out. None of them. They're all hanging tough. Um, Rex Fuller, CEO of the Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual, and Transgender Community Center of Colorado. They're the organizers. And they say that this moment, when conservatives are pushing anti-transgender legislation all over the place, this is the opportunity to make a point. This is where you make the stand and, quote, do not give in to bullying. That's good. So, hmm, hmm. Why did the boycott against Bud Light work so well? Because they were dumbasses. Well, well, hang on a second here. Oh, yeah. All these don't work. Yeah. These boycotts against brands, but 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 a few do. And one of my favorite economics writers who writes in plain English, and I've been reading him for, for 20 years. He used to be the economics writer for the New Yorker. He's writing for the Atlantic now, James Sirwecki. He says the right wing backlash against the trans influencer cost Bud Light millions. What made it work? Well, a couple different things. And by the way, the sales are in general down, what, about 20%? Isn't that the uh, Yeah, I heard someone's, I think Modelo passed them as the most popular beer in America in May. And some guy goes, well, the number one uh, beer in America is not even American. I have news That's, for you. Okay. Neither, right. neither, is, neither is by Bud Light. Right, but wait, 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 wait. But there's a difference. Not really. Nobody thinks of Anheuser-Busch or Bud Light as, quote, foreign beers. Okay. They, 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 they didn't fire everybody in the United States and start producing Bud, no, Bud Light. No, in fact, Europe, those are those okay. are union jobs, as a matter of fact. There, there you go. The It's not irony. The complete stupidity of the same kind of people who would boycott Bud Light beer cheering the fact that a Mexican owned beer and I thought they weren't the biggest fans of Mexicans those kind of people correct Fact that they're cheering that a Mexican beer is now number one is the word ironic doesn't doesn't fit here it's beyond that it is it's it's complete silly non-self-awareness so back to your uh back to your writer who explains things very well of of of, of what you're doing yeah um but, but and by the way that is that is exactly um uh one of the reasons and of course what happened when I did this, I moved the article and <laughs> now it's gone on me. It's not that it's gone. It's it's just that, that there are certain ways that I access things. And sometimes I move them. And when I move them to a different format, suddenly that format doesn't recognize that I actually do have the ability to uh, read that. And it disappears on me. And while I'm talking to you, I'm quickly trying to find it again. Vamping and is guess what, what? I just did. I got oh, it. Oh, he saves the day. I did it. All right. Most boycotts like this, and there was a big study done by this guy at uh, Northwestern, Kellogg School of Management, studied 133 boycotts from 1990 to 2005. Uh, one quarter of them actually kind of sort of worked, okay? And he, he uh, did that by looking at the uh, stock price, their market share, and things of that sort. Um, the fact that it's a beer makes this an easy one because you can switch the kind of beer that you drink pretty easily. It's not as if Bud Light was the only beer see there's a difference if you if you boycott a product that's kind of difficult to difficult to 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 duplicate if you're gonna hang with it you also you also have to boycott the other light beers that are under the inbev umbrella like bush light and natural light you also have to say goodbye to those which of course you wouldn't because you're too stupid in the first place to know you're too by the same company. And here's, here's why a... If you're bothering to boycott Bud Light over nothing, believe me, you do not know the corporate parent 
of here's other the, uh, that are on the show. Here's the fun one now. If you decide you're going to be pissed off at Coors Light over this thing you just mentioned, the Denver Pride Parade, which is a massive parade, you also have to kiss not only Coors Light goodbye, but Miller Light as well, because that's Miller Coors Miller or Molson, uh, Coors Molson, and they're all together now. It doesn't matter. It don't. My, I don't know what you're you're making that up. But I will just tell you that if you're in the Modelo camp, Modelo has a new low carb beer called Modelo Oro, which you might want to check out. It's a fantastic uh, low carb beer, three uh, net uh, uh, grams of carbohydrates. If you want to grab that, Are you on the take? <laughs> I'm not on the you take. I wish I was. Just gratuitously mentioning <laughs> Modelo Oro. All right, here are the. Most successful public boycotts of stuff that you would know about, according to the study by Braden King of Northwestern. Here you go. First of all, and this isn't necessarily a product, but it's a famous boycott, the 55-56 Montgomery bus boycott. Yeah. We know what that's all about. That's, um, um, what's her name? Rosa I Parks, I believe, anymore. is who you're trying to. Uh, Rosa What's Parks. going on? I can't remember any names anymore. <laughs> yeah. This happens to me a lot. No, Rosa Parks, I believe, is who we're uh, trying to talk about. The subject of uh, a lot of stuff, including an outcast song. Uh, there was the United Farm Workers Great Boycott of the '60s. That one definitely worked. It's 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 funny because you know, of course, that allowed for the unionization of of farm workers out in California. And Cesar Chavez. All the, right. All these years later. Uh, things have kind of backslid in a in a lot of areas. The boycott of Shell Oil by Greenpeace worked. It worked. Um. So, as far as Bud Light, and I, I guess what's so frustrating, I think, to you and to me and to a lot of people, is it's so based on a false premise about a subject that has nothing to do with anything substantial, intellectual, actual. It has nothing to do with anything, right? It would be as if, okay, um, you go to a movie, right? And the bad guy drives a Honda Civic, okay? And he kills people on purpose. That's the plot of the movie. He's, he runs up people over with a Honda. So what do you do? You boycott Honda. You got to boycott Honda. You're, you're, you're offended. It makes no sense, right? Uh, it's just, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Was it, part of the problem with this uh, was that the InBev people reacted so uh, quickly and they just admitted it was a mistake and then they uh, put those people on the bench who came up with the marketing plan and they just admitted so they put blood in the water for the people who were boycotting and they were like oh it's working oh, it's working let's do it twice as hard so then they just freaked when, out you're you're saying something that was uh, first said pretty early on by by folk and as time goes on and you see what coors light and all these other companies are doing out in denver of course, they have the advantage of seeing what happened to Anheuser-Busch in Bev with caving in so quickly and then trying to tap dance their way back out of it. What you just said is 100% true. And it's interesting. We don't negotiate with terrorists, right? <laughs> All the time. Well, they didn't just negotiate with terrorists. They gave in to the terrorists. Yeah, they did. And admitted that the terrorists were justified in their view. And we apologize for allowing you to be right about us, even though we know you're not, but we're going to admit that you are. And what can we do? Right. And so these other companies, all the Denver companies that are hanging tough, I don't think nothing's going to happen and nothing should happen to them. And there will be no boycott of them because you can't boycott the world. There was a someone had an article about the history of uh, companies getting involved with um, gay and lesbian LGBTQ causes and stuff. 
And I think Absolute Vodka has been involved for 50 plus years. Well, they're on this well, list of, uh, of yeah. participants in the Denver thing. They've, they've they're been, huge. Yeah, well, because they've, they're, their advertising over the years has been so brilliant. It has been good. It's been, ju- and I don't know whether they've had the same ad agency all these years or not. All right. You like this? Ready? Here we go. Charlie Kirk, one of our favorite right wing idiots. Oh, Jesus. He even said he's going to go through his refrigerator to figure out whether his ketchup and mustard. We're woke. You do, it. Yeah. <laughs> you do that. Once you figure out if your balls are woke. Dick. But we have a lot of failure boycotts. And I would say the biggest failure boycott I can think of is the longtime attack on Disney from oh, so many yeah. different areas. But, oh, yeah. and, and again, this is the point that Sir Wiki makes. If you boycott Disney, where are you going? I'm going to Universal Studio. No. Mm. no. It, there is no substitute when you have kids for Disney. I guess you could shut your children off completely sure from the time Absolutely. they're born and, and, and not let them know about it. Yeah, that'll work. Go, that's, go for that's that. That's good stuff. That's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, uh, what are the other failed boys? Is, is the National Football League on there? No, but uh, that's, a, that's, a correct, that's a correct call right there <laughs> where uh, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, by the way, did you see he's going full commie now? Is he? Oh yeah, yeah. He's 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 doing some Marxist. It, it, it's it's all bullshit. Yeah, but it'll 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 give fuel to the uh, Colin Kaepernick haters. But uh, you're boy. When that happened, Donald Trump himself led the attack. Yes, yes. And pronounced the end of the uh, NFL as America's game. And yes, uh, who's going to watch? And the Super Bowl is dead. And blah blah blah. And uh, you know what, Britt? It turned out he was right. Football is just nobody. It's dead. Nobody's dead. Yeah. Uh, they can't make any money on that sport. Um, yeah. Also, the other one that, that Donald tried, I think, very early on in his campaign, this 2015, 2016, would have been uh, Apple. He tried to orchestrate a uh, boycott against Apple because they uh, wouldn't cooperate in yes, an FBI investigation. And also, <laughs> remember, he, he uh, tried to go at it with uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon, too. Didn't work. It, it it apparently didn't work. Failure to launch. I think they're still around. Um, so anyway, uh, enjoy your Bud Light if you like it. If you don't, I don't. I particularly don't drink the beer anyway. It's not not no. mine. I'm if going to look at my refrigerator right now. You know what I have? I do have Mexican beer in there, but I have the uh, Dos Equis. Oh, good for you, Dos Equis. It's a good uh, one. Dark, I have the dark version. Uh, yeah, I like the the, the Verde a little bit better, but I've I've got the Modelo Oro, and I've got the new low carb offering from Heineken. Heineken Silver is in there. That's another. Yeah. But you go back to the Coors. We've mentioned it on this show before. Uh, always a conservative company. One of the fathers of the Heritage Foundation. They used to give a lot of money to Jesse Helms back in the day, Brad. Right. Right. But obviously, that's not the culture anymore. Obviously and you know not. what? Think about it. You know, when you talk about Jeff, you're talking 40 years ago, 35, mm-hmm. 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to to maintain uh, whatever was was going on back then with a with a conservative bend when you're a mass marketer the way they are now. In fact, uh, you know, Coors wasn't even a national beer 35 years ago. It really? Wasn't. No, in fact, there was a, you know, that was the plot to Smokey and the Bandit. That yeah. was the exact plot of Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, hey, Don, you want some equal justice for poor schmucks like you who sure. retain classified documents? Well, let's show you some. We have a former FBI analyst from Kansas who got three and a half years almost four years, actually, three years, 10 months in federal prison. A woman named Kendra Kingsbury of Kansas, no parole. She pleaded guilty back in October of last year to two counts of unlawfully retaining documents related to national defense. She'd worked for the FBI for more than 12 years, a defense intelligence analyst, and uh, she just kind of took the shit home with her and uh, they they didn't like it. They didn't like it. Now, um, that would lead us to the big story 
from late Wednesday into early Thursday, which is that uh, Jack Smith, the prosecutor, the special prosecutor, I think in the uh, words that even Donald Trump might understand, he ain't fucking around, okay? (laughs) And they provided whatever exists in terms of a Donald Trump defense team, all of the material that will be used against Donald Trump in a trial that is supposed to start, allegedly, August 14th. And one of the things that might have slowed that down would be if the prosecution didn't get all this material to the defense fast enough to give them time to uh, look at it and form some kind of bullshit (laughs) defense for Donald Trump, of which there will not be any because it's indefensible. But for the sake of the argument, let's just pretend that uh, by them seeing all of this material, including apparently a lot of new video of Trump that we don't even know about that uh, that they have, that they've been collecting, um, which is Trump's testimony, really. Uh, this really helps fast track a trial, assuming that uh, other things don't get in the way, like a compliant judge who's favoring Donald Trump, Aileen Cannon. But we don't know that. So far, she hasn't done anything to uh, lead you to believe that she's uh, fully in the tank as she was the last time so far. Well, she may have also emptied her, her, her bullets as far as helping him out too. She may have done that. Well, she can do right. But, but uh, uh, this was a surprise story uh, late Wednesday because it's just one of those things that, you know, the average person who, watches trials or, or watch you know you don't even think about this this part of this you know the the system where the prosecutors hand over everything they got okay here's everything we got form your defense best of luck to you with the idea that they wouldn't bring the charges if they didn't have what they thought was the evidence so well they were they're required the yeah they're required to share the evidence the court yeah. requires them and it's part of discovery yeah yeah. They have to share as, as opposed to say if you're you're uh, in a a glass cell in in Moscow and they're holding you yeah on trumped up espionage charges I'm pretty sure that the prosecuting Russian government will not be sharing with uh with Evans defense no. team that's not how it works over there do, do you like the take that anybody that knows the law is now saying that the, the only reason Hunter Biden was was uh, prosecuted was because he is Hunter Biden. I mean, his prominence and because of his name, that's what Dan Abrams was saying. And anybody who's had anything to do Brit, with the law is like, Brit, I absolutely <laughs> agree. I do that for these particular charges. Yeah. Most people don't get tagged for them. They they just don't. I agree. And in order to now. It's also fair to say, yeah, but these charges are not the uh, sum total of uh, every problem that Hunter Biden supposedly had. And I I believe that he's a garden variety drug addict. Oh, yeah. And a, and a sleaze. And at one level is like the Trump kids and in that he saw an opportunity to trade off his old man's name. And so he hopped on the plane with Vice President Joe Biden at the time, and he went over there and cut some deals and got gigs that he had no business getting, and they paid him. Now, does that turn into some kind of huge bribery scandal to overturn the American way of life for which he should suffer and Joe Biden should be uh, impeached and imprisoned? Of course not. And that's what they're trying to turn it into, and it's not that. But he's just a pathetic a drug addict who in the last few years has gone clean and has uh, you know, mostly turned around his his life in a way. Um, but as far as these charges, right, you're right. You're right. And so is Dan Abrams. And so is uh, everybody else who, of course, 
are able to uh, successfully turn around the two systems of justice argument, which Republicans and conservatives and Trumpers disingenuously try to make you believe that it's uh, only conservatives who ever get charged with anything in this country and, and, and liberals never get charged with anything. And of course, it's just not true. It's not true. And it doesn't really matter what your specific argument is with specific examples, as long as Donald Trump still exists on this planet, not convicted of anything more serious right now than sexual assault in a department store until he is charged and convicted and has not been able to somehow, a la the mob, get to one of the jurors to cause a hang a hung jury, which is, that's his only way out right now, the way I see it, a hung jury. He's got to, they got to come up with one juror in that interview process to slip through that under no circumstances could ever convict Donald Trump. That takes an excellent law anything. team. That takes a really good law team, which he doesn't have. I we would also mention probably everybody has heard it by now, but it bears repeating that it was a Trump appointed prosecutor that was going after Hunter Biden. It was so <laughs> if anybody thinks that this was some sweetheart deal that he got, and I know the people that are watching us don't know, don't believe that because they know better. No, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> but continue to whine continue to cry was what about that marjorie taylor green and lauren bobert calling each other bitch there on the house floor okay tell you were turned on yeah you, 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 I, I, you are, I can admit it yeah i can admit you were too was not <laughs> uh give me some obama commentary on the trump legal situation okay uh here you go obama sitting down with uh christian amanpour wow for uh a full hour i think this is friday night at 10 o'clock on cnn uh, for an exclusive, C you know, the word exclusive is often, but I guess you could kind of say this is because he isn't exactly given out lots of interviews to lots of no, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't talk all that often. Um, as far as Trump, it's less than ideal. It's less than ideal. Jesus. The indictment. Let me finish the sentence. But the fact that we have a former president who's having an answer to charges brought by prosecutors does uphold the basic notion that nobody's above the law and the allegations will now be sorted out through the court process. And when he said it isn't ideal, he's coming at it from the, this doesn't look, the rest of the world may not look upon this the way you and I look upon it. And so he's looking at it from, you know, uh, 30 million feet up there. But he said, more concerning than Trump's actions themselves is a broader effort to silence critics through changes in the legislative process. Intimidate the press. Those efforts are, his words right now, most prominent in the Republican Party. But I don't think it's something that's unique to one party. Ooh, a little both sidesism there from Barack Obama, who, by the way, did have some issues with the press while he was uh, president also. And I believe we had at least one or two uh, reporters spend a little bit of jail time in terms of uh, sourcing. But there's no comparison. Nope. Uh, Trump will. And I, I forgot. You remember the word Lugenpress? Lugenpress. That's the German word that. Hitler used when yeah. he was attacking the media ah. back in the 1930s. And it came to the forefront when Trump was in full attack mode against the United States press that wasn't in the tank for him. It was reminiscent exactly of what Hitler was doing to try to discredit a free press. And 
I think that's what uh, Obama is is referring to in terms of the uh, the world looking at us. So, uh, we didn't have to deal with these issues quite so much until till Trumpism came along. So uh, that's that's Friday night on CNN. If you want to if you want to watch that, there you go with that Barack Obama. All right. It's, if Alito, if Alito and Clarence Thomas were DJs, uh, they'd be out of a job already. And here's the point. Here's the point, Britt. Every time you took a job in radio, yeah. What did you have to sign? Every it the, time it was the payola and plugola thing that you're referring to. Exactly. And I'll paraphrase. I'll paraphrase exactly uh, uh, what we were signing. Uh, you or I or anybody who's a disc jockey or a talk show host or program directors will not accept any compensation or any kind of gift or gratuity or any kind whatsoever, regardless of its value or form, including to, but not limited to, a commission, discount, bonus, material, supplies, or other merchandise, services, or labor, whether or not pursuant to written contracts or agreements between the broker, that's you or me, we're the broker here, and merchants or advertisers, unless the payer is identified with be, the program is having yep. paid or furnished such consideration in accordance with the FCC's requirements. And that's kind of a version of the way they put it back in 1934. 1934. 1934. Well, when was uh, the big so, scandal? Like in the 50s was like the big scandal? Late the 50s, big early thing? 60s. Alan yeah. Freed and Dick Clark. Yeah. And, Dick Clark and got caught up in that. But it's not just, that, you know, it's happened since then. There have been cases since then. Um, yeah. But here's the point. Here's the point. Um, when you become a Supreme Court justice, you sign nothing even remotely like this. You do not agree to disclose when a billionaire pays for a trip for you to fly to an island or go on a ridiculously expensive fishing trip with free airfare and free lodging and free food. If we did that, Brit, if we just took free stuff and then casually mentioned the advertiser later on our program and we hadn't informed anybody of it, we'd be gone in two seconds. And rightfully so. That's payola. That's plugola, I guess. Um, oh, there it is right there. There's the article I'm looking for uh, from 2005. It involves the former station I worked for in Moorhead City. WRHT that Elliot Spitzer went after for yeah. payola. You could still, you, you were still able to do it. It was promotional material uh, that they would pay for that the record companies do it. And they, they do it. And it's not as transparent as it used to be. Is, is small, cocaine considered to be a payola? <laughs> well, that was, that was, that was an episode of uh, WKRP in which the record promoter played by the great Jeff Altman was trying to pay off a disc jockey who replaced uh, Howard Hessman, Dr. Dr. Johnny Fever, with cocaine to play a band called the Nowhere Band, Brad. The Nowhere Band. Right. Uh, yes, they yeah they went, they still prosecute it. They still go after it. And yes, we had to sign the thing. And yes, this is some two-bit small-town disc jockey stuff for sure. But, I, but I'm, I'm just trying to draw the ridiculous yeah. contrast yeah. between what quote-unquote normal people have to do in terms of abiding by rules and laws and norms yeah. and, and decency and honesty with their constituents, the audience. Supreme Court justices, and the words ivory tower do not suit this. They're not enough to describe what must be going on here. And I have a theory. I have a theory on on why guys like Alito and and Thomas do what they do. Besides the fact that they're they're immoral, they don't think they'll ever get caught, and they don't think they're really doing anything wrong at the heart of it. Uh, these are guys who, in their own minds, are at the very top of the legal profession. They're number one. There are nine of them, and they're one of the the chosen nine. This is as big as it gets, Supreme Court justice. But the pay is not commensurate with that position of status, okay? 
because other lawyers who are not Supreme Court justices but are working, say, in oh, private practice can make millions and millions and millions of dollars a year, particularly if their name is on the firm, if they're partners and things of that sort. And in their mind, I believe that they think that that's not fair to them. And the way they can close that gap is to do what they are doing. And this helps to close the gap. It makes things more fair because, and forgive me for saying this, but I'm going to say it the way they would if they were here. You think you could live on $275,000 a year in Washington, D.C.? Do you know how expensive it is That's not all in, 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 in D.C.? You know what? You can't even buy a shack. <laughs> right? And, and, and so I, I believe that's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. I think that this is a sense of entitlement. It is a sense of entitlement. It's a sense of entitlement, and... There are so many other ways that they could probably do some legal side hustles that wouldn't be quite so horrendous as always somehow stumbling into they're, the arms allowed of millionaires make... no, with, with people who are going to have business before the court. There's got to be other ways to do it. They're, they're allowed to, and they have speaking engagements. They're allowed to, and they do write books. I mean, that stuff that's does happen. Enough. Jesus Christ. That's, see, that's, that's not enough. Oh, it's not enough. Never we got to have more. I got to have free flights to Alaska. Never enough. $100,000 flights to Alaska. Get out yeah. of my face. Yeah. That's, that's my, that's my story. And uh, I'm, I'm sticking to it. And as we, uh, as we finish up uh, with uh, two other uh, quickies here, we have some new evidence in the Tim Moore, North Carolina House Speaker alienation of affection lawsuit that may or may not be a thing. So the guy who's suing the Speaker yeah. of the House of North Carolina, his name is Scott Lassiter, and he claims that Tim Moore, and if there's ever been a stud, take a look at a picture of <laughs> Tim Moore. No, Tim Tim Moore looks like the guy who would be the uh, 50th best-looking guy in the professional bowlers league. <laughs> Short haircut, glasses, the whole bit. All right. All right. Oh, good anyway, stuff. Scott Lasseter, the guy suing. Yeah. Uh, admitted and WRAL reports that he'd written a letter as part of a couple's counseling exercise and that he was not really having a physical affair with the therapist. I didn't have any sexual relationship outside of my marriage. I admit to not being a perfect husband, but I tried my best emotional affair he had an emotional affair yeah. with somebody yeah yeah mr laster did not have an extramarital affair and this is the therapist saying this years before okay and who knows who knows no, i haven't seen this there. i haven't seen this date detail that toronto sun is reporting jamie admitted to having group sex with other individuals seeking tim morris political favor have you heard that reported locally yeah that was that was originally was part, part of, of the, it okay yeah and it says Jamie allegedly implored her husband to allow her to continue participating in the orgy so she would not lose her job. That is the <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Please, honey, let me just keep going to the orgies. I need this hundred twenty-two thousand yeah. seven hundred yeah, job. I mean, okay, so I mean that's obviously fucked up to begin with. If, so wait a minute, if you're, but that, if that you're a husband that... and your wife comes to you and 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 says uh, the only way I can keep this sweet gig and bring home one hundred twenty grand is to keep having an affair with the sleazeball North Carolina speaker of the house. Is it okay, honey? So either, either Tim Moore like was sort of trafficking her to have sex with these people so that he could keep them satisfied for his political career, or he enjoyed watching and or participating with her in these orgies. See, I think the story's got legs. I think they're trying to go, Oh no, this Lassiter guy is just uh 
He's got problems. He's got mental issues. I think the problem is the story has legs. (laughs) (laughs) Way too many of them. If there's there's any video of this. Oh, come on. Yeah. If there's any video at all. Well, China, if if you're listening. If if some of the uh, discussions between the parties took place in a Biscuitville, chances are pretty good that there's there's some kind of security video. What's the like that? Right? What's the official biscuit of the orgy? Biscuit. <laughs> I want that pimento cheese biscuit and an orgy to go. Lot, lots of ham. <laughs> lots and lots of just fill it full of ham. Yeah. Slam it full of ham. Yeah. yeah. All right, you were going to go with the Titanic. Yeah. Well. Is it okay to make submarine jokes or is it not? Because I'm seeing people do it. I'm not. I'm not into the the, the jokes part of it so much. I'm holding back. There's no, there's no win in, the, in 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 doing the jokes. The the uh, the part that just intrigues me is that at one level, I thought we were Titanicked out after twenty years ago with. A movie that does billions of dollars worth of business. I'll tell you, uh, they would send down the robotic things, and they bring up some stuff. And there were some auctions of some of the 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 dinnerware and things. And I, I thought we were sort of done with it. And I'm sure this is true for you. I had no idea that this was a continuing tourist attraction. I didn't know that was that was growing, and when you when you hear how how little you really get when you go down there yeah. to see it because it's so dark and the window that you're looking out of is this teeny tiny little window and uh, there it is and it's the it barnacled up thing it's a mess right and and you see it i mean to me this is all about too many people with too much money, with too much time on their I'm, hands. I'm with you. Like with if I'm one of these, to do. if I'm one of these companies, I just I just I'm take sorry. them down, show them anything, and tell them it's the Titanic, and fuck them. Here, give me the money. You know, <laughs> like <true>. they wouldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd say, hey, look at that. Well, that looks like a fishing trawl. No, no, no. That's the Titanic. Look at that. Right. Oh my God, you saw it. Where's your Where's my check? Yeah. Uh. And even under the best circumstances. What you give up in basic human creature comfort to experience this, even for, what is it, uh, uh, eight or nine hours total, I think the thing is supposed to be. It takes two and a half hours to go down there. and You're down there for a few hours, and then you're you're supposed to pop back up. Even giving up your your physical freedom in that way is is too much for me. I'm with you. I wouldn't even think about it. I mean, mean, I'm not digging long airline flights but that's a lot different than this and uh long airline flights are on airplanes that conform to actual standards they're not perfect we do get a we do get a crash every couple million commercial flights and it takes a long time we're pretty safe but when you find out when you find out they built this fucker and did not have it inspected, did not conform oh, to the sure. standards oh, that no. have been in place for 50, 60, 70 years for vessels like this. So this guy, he was an outlaw. He was an outlaw. I always want like really rich people to do cool shit. Like that new, uh, that really ridiculous super yacht that Bezos bought, right? Like this massive, I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's cool. That's, you should be cruising like a, uh, the Riviera shit like that. That's what I, I want you. I'm not going into some sort of redneck submarine. Some guy crafted up a Newfoundland with a couple of uh, pieces of duct tape and some wire. Holy shit. Just saying. I've got some things I'm thinking. I'm not going to say them. Also, now that we're Titanic out, can I just say I'm Watergated out? I love you, Woody Harrelson. It's great, but I think we've done everything possible we could ever do with Watergate. I think it's I think it's done. No, see, here's the problem. Okay, <laughs> I have over. two words for I have two words for you, John Bonet. It doesn't <laughs> matter 
Okay. How many times? How many specials? I'll stipulate to the How fact that there will be no never, more. No, I'm no, also done with John Bonet. We've learned everything about John Bonet that no, we could not. ever learn, and we're not done with OJ. Oh, I'm done with OJ, and we're not done with Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm done we're with not Dahmer. Done with the Unabomber. I'm, I'm done, done with the Menendez twins. I'm done with all done. of that shit. I'm oh, it's over. No, it's not because you realize what's going on here. There's a generation much younger than you that doesn't know that much about a lot of these stories. So they have to be redone. They have to be recycled. They have to be retold in a fresher format with newer technology so we can tell the story uh, that much better. And it's horrible to think about this, but what we're seeing right now that's going on near the Titanic where clearly, you know, we're going to have five dead people if, if that, ship hasn't just completely blown apart and there's just nothing left of them. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing even to be found. It could be that way. We don't know, but they're, they're dead and nobody wants to say it. And to listen to the euphemisms I know. on TV, it's I know. just painful. Oh, oh they're still, almost out of air. Still a, it's still a search and rescue. We're still going out. Well, no, there's a tiny amount of air left. It's oh, just a, the smallest amount. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, this is going to go on forever. There will be lawsuits. There will be investigations. There will be accountability. There will be books. There will be movies. There will be retelling of the story. There will be recreation. I mean, this just put this in that list of things. And because of the book ending of the Titanic story, the actual sinking of the ship, and now this, more than 100 years later, it's it's irresistible. Yeah, but for the, for it to become it's, it's one a, thing a bizarre, if, horrible folklore story of it, it's tragedy. one thing if twenty like Chilean miners get stuck in an air pocket or whatever, and then they get fished out because they're trying to feed their families and they make four cents a day. It's another thing entirely if these guys get on top of this uh, submarine because they thought it was super cool and it had no didn't pass it, it, safety inspection number one. And it looked unsafe from the beginning, and it was as you know unsafe at any speed, really. If I may coin a phrase. Well, plus uh, this is this is rich person's privilege because yes. last week, unbeknownst to most people here in the United States, and and I don't even know how I stumbled upon hearing the story. Last week, a a uh, uh, a ship went down in the Mediterranean with right. about eight hundred people on it. And there was one of those kind of yachts that you're talking about, a super expensive hundred million. Right. And they were the, the the guy on it got the Mayday call. He was in the area and they went and they were able to rescue about a hundred people out of the water, but right. like six hundred died. And we didn't hear anything about it here. Right. Right? It's just not a story. In the, right. in the, it just doesn't matter. But this, I hate to play the numbers game here, but this is just five people. That was six hundred. So, I don't know. I just, I have, I mean, I just have news for the media. Yes, rich people matter more. And you know where I learned that from? The media. When you have a shooting in certain parts of town, it's no big deal. But when you have certain, when it's over the rich part of town, all of a sudden, oh my God, there's been a shooting. That shit happens all the time. And then they act like, well, we just don't pay as much attention. Oh, thank, to the poor thank you, Fox News. Thank Sorry, you, Fox but News. How come no, they don't talk about the shootings no. in Chicago this weekend? Everybody every weekend. talks about Yeah, they don't talk about the shootings in Chicago that we always talk about. Right. That we always, <laughs> that no one knows about. Yeah. 